up, you guys? Welcome to Ratchet Dojo Radio. I am your host, Ro The Show. In this podcast, we're gonna take you down, pass your guard, and then steal your girl. Thanks for tuning in. Hey guys, welcome to Ratchet Dojo Radio. I am your host, Ro The Show. For those of you tuning in for the first time and you were wondering what this podcast is going to be about, this podcast is going to be about mixed martial arts, jujitsu, and everything that revolves around it. Mostly ratchet stuff, hopefully. Today is Wednesday, April 22nd. And uh, before we begin, you guys, uh, I have a couple of people on the show with me today. Uh, our usual, Evan and my friend Mark. But I would first like to start off by sending my deepest, deepest condolences to Mr. Francisco Mendez at Mendez Boxing Gym. I want to send my deepest condolences to him, to his family. Uh, for those of you that do not know, I walked into Mendez Boxing Gym maybe 10 years ago, um, and I was barely making it as an independent contractor because I was just pretty much starting my business all over again here in Manhattan. And he opened the doors for me and allowed me to train, you know, my people. And, you know, 10 years later, uh, I had been able to establish a very, um, I guess, successful practice at Mendes Boxing Gym. And, you know, Mr. Mendez, for those of you that don't know, he's, uh, you know, old school type of guy, Mexican and uh, very, very um, straightforward, you know, and... Um, you know, it's a, it's a really sad day for me to re, to find out um, that, you know, he passed on. And if you're listening to this and if you are someone that's lost someone um, due to this whole pandemic situation, I want, we would like to send our deepest condolences to you and your family as well. Uh, it hasn't been easy. And um, Mr. Mendez was an entrepreneur and... Um, you know, and today we're actually going to have an opportunity to talk about being an entrepreneur, owning a jujitsu gym, and pretty much just owning any uh, uh, small business in the state of the economy right now. Uh, I want to introduce to you my friend Mark Adami, who is the owner of Park Slope Jiu-Jitsu in Brooklyn, New York. And um, what's up, Mark? What's going on, guys? How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, and always thank you for having me on by the way I, I, uh, this is my first time doing a podcast I, I was excited all day for it so uh. <laughs> that's, that's awesome so uh, just a little just to give you a little coaching Mark please speak into the mic of your cell phone okay alright just let me know if you, you, if you can hear me I'll, I'll move closer yeah it's a little faint that's why right. uh, and I want to make sure that uh, our listeners you know hear you uh, and okay. also joined uh, by my good friend, um, we're trying to come up with a nickname for, for, for Evan. So uh, if you guys have a, any suggestions, please feel free to uh, send that over to our Instagram at Ratchet Dojo. So he wants to be called Big Boy. Uh, <laughs> well, that was the best option of the choices you gave. Big Boy Evan. But it's not B-O-Y, it's B-O-I. So boy. B-O-I, it makes it a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you want to say what's up, Evan? 
What's up? I'd just like to dispel the rumors. Uh, it is not true. I am still a purple belt. Uh, <laughs> contrary to what you might have been heard on the internet. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Evan. Thank you, big boy. You got it. That sounds very sensual. So very sexual. <laughs> big boy. I don't think we're going to be using that. <laughs> we'll change it up every time. Anyways. Um, did somebody... Uh, Bump off. <laughs> Reconnecting Evan. <laughs> Mark, you still there? I'm here. I'm All right. Here. So uh, so once again, uh, this is my friend Mark. Uh, he's also a black belt uh, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So uh, Mark, why don't you give, up, give people an opportunity to get to know who you are? Sure. Uh, you know, I've been training for about 14 years almost. And uh, I started off with the Hendo Gracie family. I got my, my blue and my purple belt with them. And uh, then I went to Marcelo's. I was there for five years, all of my purple belt and uh, my brown belt as well. Uh, that's where I met you and Evan, of course, uh, training for, for, the, for five years. And then I switched over to uh, Fabio Clemente, which is Checkmat NYC right now. Uh, and uh, I have a gym in Brooklyn, uh, Park Slope BJJ. Uh, we've been open for about nine years now, celebrating. Uh, we celebrated our ninth year anniversary in, in December. And uh, yeah, that, that's, that's pretty much my background in, in, in jujitsu and, and, and business-wise. So, Yeah, and it, it's very interesting because when I first met you, you were a purple belt, but you already had your own academy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's a you know, a whole nother story in itself, you know, uh, I worked for the, the Henzo Gracie, uh, it was two Henzo Gracie black belts. It wasn't a Henzo Gracie affiliation school. I worked for them for like four or five years and we won't get into too many details, but basically I, I ran their gyms at, you know, their kids program at blue belt and then their adult program at Purple Belt, and I've learned the business side of how to open up a business, uh, specifically uh, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu school, and it was something that I wanted to do, and I said, you know what, I'm going to do it, and I went to my instructor and, and my boss, and, and my, you know, he was one of my first, you know, role models, and, and we sat down, and we were like, yeah, we're going to open up a school together, and for some reason, whatever the reasons were, it didn't work out. Uh, and I was going to go back to, you know, my normal life of, of working, you know, my family businesses, construction. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go back. And uh, my business partner, Steve, was like, hey, man, you run a school. I run a school. Why don't we just do it? Uh, we know how to do it. And we're basically teaching all the classes anyway. We're basically running the, the academies and they just show up for the belt promotions. So why don't we just do it? And we sat down and we did our business plan. We took out the loans and we did it. And, you know, it, it was a little risky, you know, at Purple Belt since there's so many black belts in New York City. It's like one of the meccas here in California for jujitsu schools. And uh, it was a little bit risky, but we were so confident in our abilities because we ran successful gyms for years that we were like, you know what, we're going to do it. And, and we did it and everything worked out and, we, we've we've had a pretty good life for the last nine years. I've uh, I've gotten to travel all around the world, competing or just you know visiting friends that own gyms around the world, and I get to do jujitsu every day and teach it. And of course, it has its its 
stressful situations from time to time, but I'd rather deal with these stressful situations than, you know, hating a nine to five job, you know? So uh, it, it just, it worked out and people thought I was crazy. And I'm sure Bro and Evan thought I was crazy too. Uh, you know, <laughs> who's this purple belt, you know, opening up the jujitsu gym. Uh, well, I feel like, I feel like um, that there is like this, you know, it's kind of like taboo. If you're not a black belt, you know, you shouldn't be teaching, you know, I mean, that's like the underlying thing, you know, when, when opening up an academy, you know, if, well, it, so, well, to, you know, real quick, now it is right. Because there's so many black belts, but you go back 15 years ago, 20 years ago, it, purple belt was like a high level belt. There wasn't like a lot of still is, bro. It still is. <laughs> <laughs> Evan is still uh, a purple belt. And, 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 you know, John John Danaher took over the Hensel Gracie Academy. Uh, his program, whatever, started when he was a purple belt. When Matt Sarah left and Ricardo Almeida left, like that, that's when he was teaching. They were like, okay, we need you to teach the classes. Now he was only a purple belt. Lloyd uh, Irvin started teaching at Blue Belt. He opened his school. So yeah, you're right. It was, yeah, so it's it's, I mean, times times have changed, but it, it was like that back in the day. Like you have enough knowledge at Purple Belt to teach somebody who's never stepped on the mat before. You know what you can do uh, to a, to a white belt, a beginner, even if the guy's bigger than you, if they have zero experience. You know, you know, you you are years ahead of them. You know, so. It, it could be done and, you know, we're, we're living proof that it could be done because we did it. And, you know, and, and when we got out of black belt, it didn't make anything easier. Students weren't rolling in and like, oh, you're black belt. You want to say, you know, people, it's like, you know, there, there's black belts who have failing gyms. It, it's, it's, it's more than just an arm lock. It's more than just jujitsu. You know, you, you have to be business oriented. You have to be personable. You have to be friendly. You have to create an environment that people want to be in and i think that's probably the hardest part of owning a jiu-jitsu or, or starting a business like creating an atmosphere that people want to come back to day and day take away their time from their family to come train not only to get healthy but you know to be around people that they want to be around so so it, so can you give uh give us an an opportunity to like uh really get a sense of your school right so your your academy is in brooklyn and in park slope and it's on fourth yeah. avenue and fifth, fifth avenue 13th street. sorry fifth avenue and what street 13th street okay and how many students do you have right now <laughs> well not right now but you know i mean prior to uh, pre-covid before before we we uh, we had the shutdown, it was we were at two hundred and thirty five students. That's amazing. That's a lot. Yeah. And how many? How many? I, I'm 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 not trying to like get into your business, but I am at the same time. But sure. <laughs> um, you know, you have a kids program, and what is the percentage of that? You know, from the kids to the adults class. Yeah, we we have uh we have about sixty kids. Wow. We have, uh, that's from the ages of, you know, five, we start at five and 10. That's our little grapplers program, the, the, the little kids. Then we have our juniors program, which were, which is 10 to about 16. And we have another 40 in there. So right there is about a hundred. So we have about 130 adults. Wow. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah, no, it, it's, it, we, we have an amazing group. We have, you know, 
uh, a lot of not too many competitors. I mean, we we have a, a competition team and we do compete, but you know, we we train the, the neighborhoods a family neighborhood. You know, it, it's it's one of the most expensive neighborhoods in Brooklyn. We have a lot of doctors and lawyers and uh, just all around business people and and you know they don't necessarily do it to become world champions in jiu-jitsu it's more of a hobbyist school which is which is fine uh but we do have a small competition team we, we we do very well when we go to competitions and uh you know that that's that that's the difference between you know us and maybe like a marcelo or a henzo or unity like they they, they get those guys that want to do jiu-jitsu for a living we don't really have that you know yeah. Yeah, you get the the nine to fivers or you know professionals, you know that yeah. just want to break the, a sweat. The people, yeah, the, the people who have no interest in doing this for a living. Maybe they'll teach. You know, they're, they're interested in teaching one day when they get their brown and black belts, but not not really. Like they're not leaving their jobs that they're making. You know, jujitsu people don't really make a lot of money. They, we got people making millions of dollars. They're not leaving their job for it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Um, okay, so you were talking about the secret sauce of your gym, you know, the the secret to your success. So can you just elaborate people, elaborate to us, like, what are some of the key components that you believe that would create a successful gym? Because you have a successful gym. Yeah, uh, let's start from something very simple that people don't really, you know, think about. Uh, and I, I I see it all the time when I when I go visit gyms is you know first it has to be a place that that's comfortable it it has to be welcoming it has to be clean you know I I've, I've visited some dirty gyms before where I didn't want to go back into those gyms and I, I wouldn't pick that gym if you know I was living in that area uh, I I think that that's really important you know it, it, it's like people are spending a lot of time in jujitsu gyms. They don't want to lay in filth. They don't want to catch staph infection. They don't want to catch uh, ringworm. You know, you, you got to keep a place clean. You got to, you got to make it feel like a home. And I tell my students that all the time, like, this is your house. Like, don't leave water bottles or finger tape on, on the floor. Like, pick up after yourself. Like, we have a cleaning crew. We, you know, we clean the gym. We, ourselves, we hire a crew to clean the gym. But do your part, you know. You're not going to leave dishes on the table at your house. Maybe you will. <laughs> Maybe some people do, you know. But like, uh, don't don't do it here. You know, my first instructor told me uh, something that that's a lesson, a martial arts lesson that I'll never forget. And and he said it all the time to us: Don't treat this place, meaning talking about the dojo or the academy or the jujitsu, whatever you want to call it. Don't treat this place like you treat other places. Like, don't, don't treat it like the bar. Don't pick up the students that are women. Don't curse. You know, make this a special place. Make this a place that changes you. You know? It, 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 and, and it always hit home. And I always wanted that in my academy. I always wanted to, you know what? I don't want this to be like every other place. I, I, I don't want craziness going on. Like, I, it should be about respect and it should be about, you know, order and, Without going crazy, right? We're not. We, I don't want to be a tyrant, and that, and I don't go crazy with it. But like the the the, the basic things to traditional martial arts that that make 
martial arts special you know that that's that's one of the main things that we try to focus on yeah and, and i think you're you, what you're saying is like you know because the, the traditional martial arts is very rigid very regimented and but what i like about jujitsu is it's looseness you know yeah but, yeah. There, but there, there is a looseness to it yeah. for sure in brazilian jiu-jitsu but if you're too loose then that's not good either so you're balancing yeah, because what what happens is you get a fight club, you know, and people don't want to be in fight clubs, man. They, they, you know, and, and you know. It Have you ever been to a quick. fight club? Uh, me and my friends started one in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. But, I knew it. But we did. We were safe. We did use boxing gloves and stuff, man. It wasn't too crazy. But there was definitely some blood that that was spilled on the streets of Brooklyn. Okay. Do you guys remember there was a there was a it wasn't really a school in the city but it was somewhere in midtown and it was like they had a bunch of different programs there and you could just like go and rent space i think it was called the fight house no nah, i don't uh, anyway i'm sure plenty of those existed though yeah, yeah. i don't think it's around anymore but yeah probably back in the day yeah like some backyard brawls you know or rooftop <laughs> or some you know some uh underground uh paddling Something thing Something shady was definitely going on. Rumble in the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so as you were saying, uh, so the components to a successful, your your secret sauce, so to speak, for your gym. Uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, the family atmosphere or, or a family, like people want that family non-clickish place to go and train with, uh, train in, uh, and you see it in jujitsu gyms all the time. Everybody knows they got that click. You know, they want to be a part of that click. And uh, I, I, I think eliminating that is a big, big, big help. And especially for a smaller gym like me, like you know, I'm not no, I'm not a famous jujitsu guy. I, I, you know, nobody's seeking out to come train with Mark Adami, but when they get to meet me and they, they get to know me and they start training with me, you know, some of my students would rather train with me than the Marcelo Garcia's because they built a bond with me. You know, mm. they, 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 they know about, they, you know, when they walk into the gym, I'm like, hey, how's your wife? How's your kids? How's your job? Like, I ask those questions, you know? So sometimes you go into a, a, one of those big gyms, they don't know your name for three, four, five, six months. We make it a point you know, within the first week, we, we, we train our staff. Make sure you know everybody's name. You walk into the door, they walk into the door, hi, John, hi, Evan, hi, Ro. We want you to say their name. We want them to know that we care, you know, and you don't get that at a lot of big gyms. I'll, I'll give you an example. My business partner, when we trained at Marcelo's, man, Marcelo didn't know his name for like five months. He was calling him Mark. He was, he was like, oh, both of you guys aren't Mark? Like, he still, still jokes about it. He was like, hi, Mark. Hi, other Mark. He's like, he didn't know his name. Like, you know, and and then, and of it, course, there's who's Rob Vidal. And yeah, who's Rob Vidal? And, and then a year later, Rob got his black belt. Like, it, you know, it, sometimes gyms can get too big. You know, mm. it's, it's, a, it's a simple fact. It, it could. And and it, you lose that. uh you know, if you're not there to be a world champion, you know, you lose that. There, there's people who have left Enzo. There's people who have left uh, Marcelo's and Unity. Like, they don't feel like they just, they don't feel like they belong there, you know, because they're not, they don't feel welcome. Uh, so that, that's probably the biggest 
that's definitely the biggest thing when if, if I would recommend to anybody opening up a gym if your name isn't a big name you know you you want to do this for a living I think that that's probably the biggest thing uh, and then a close second is the systems you have to have systems in place this is this is super important as far as the business aspect goes uh, uh, getting the students you you know you got to have a system when 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 people walk in I have a script all my you can talk to me anybody who I work with my business partner you're gonna have the same conversation and, and it's not robotic right you know you get people coming in there like Ukraine UFC you want to do you you don't you don't your goal is to get new students this mm -hmm. is a this is a business you know so my goal when somebody walks in is I want to give them information about the gym how to get started uh, and I want to sign them up for an introduction class an, an, an introductory class and I need to get their information. I want to know, do you work? This is this is important. Oh, what do you do for a living? You know, because if somebody's like, oh, I'm I'm unemployed, maybe they're not a good fit. They can't pay tuition. When you know, we can't let everybody train for free. Like, you, you know, so you have a script. It's it's a guideline of getting information and giving information without it getting out of hand. Because I, I've, I and that sounds like you have experience. You know, with that. Like as oh, far we as were, frequently yeah, asked we questions. Were, yeah, we were trained very well on how to recruit students and how to make sure once those students get in the door, you know, how to sign them up, potential students in the door, how to sign them up for an introductory class. And then you got to have, you know, the sales. You got to be able to sign them up uh, for a program. You got to make sure that they, they like it and, and give them incentive to, to sign up and become a student and come back for a second day and third day. And and the num the the magic number is eight. Usually, if you can get them through eight classes, they'll stick around for for a pretty long, long time. It's those first eight classes, you know. But you got to do that work. If they don't show up, you know, call them. You know, how many calls have you gotten uh, from you know whatever gym you trained with? If you don't show up, they're like, you know, they don't care. They're like, fuck it, you know. Mm -hmm. And, and, well, my and only they, experience with that is like, you know, when I was training at a big gym, I would get these emails, but they felt, you know, very robotic. And now that I have switched over to a smaller gym and my teacher, you know, pretty much DMs me on Instagram. So, yeah, it, it's pretty cool, actually. You know, it, it, it's a it's a more personal truck, truck uh, touch. It's not an automated message. And, and like. You know, if somebody tells me, hey, I'm injured, I'm not going to be in for a month, or I'm going on vacation for two weeks, or, you know, if that happens at a big gym, you get the same automated email, like, hey, where have you been? Oh, I told you guys I was away, you know, I'm going away for a month for work, or, I'm, I'm you know, I got surgery on my knee, or you get the same emails, and we send personal messages all the time, man, you know, if you come into the gym, it's like, and get injured you we're like hey how's your knee how's everything going you start rehab like we ask questions we you know we even go as far as we give handwritten birthday cards every month to every one of our students wow. it sounds corny but do you know how many no that's fantastic that's really cool i really appreciate you know you sending me a birthday card and uh, you know we we print out the list we have our guys and we all sign it and we have fun and we talk about it like while, while we're doing it we'll, we'll crack jokes and we'll 
we'll bullshit a little bit and, and it also brings the staff together. Or if, if we're closer, if one person's closer to the student, they'll write a note, an extra, a little extra note, like always a little something, you know? Uh, so that, that's, that's one thing, systems. And, and then, you know, it goes further. Once, once somebody comes in inquiring about jujitsu, you know, they, they're coming to you, you know, you can either talk them into it or talk them out of it, you know, and then they do the class and then you have to sign them up. So you got to know a little bit about sales and because people are going to always, you know, oh, I want to do it. And then they find out how much it is. Oh, I can't afford it, you know, so you got to be and, and people can afford it most of the time. They just don't want to. Uh, they don't want to budget for that. You know, they rather, oh, I'm go- I go to the bar every month. How many people go to the bar every weekend spend $200? Mm-hmm. You know, you know it's, 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 they have to prioritize. You have to make them want to prioritize their training, you know, by showing them a good time. And uh, so sales is very important in this. Uh, super important when, when it comes to signing up students because you're going to have to be a little salesy uh you don't want to be too salesy you don't want to sound like a robot or or use car salesman because those are kind of like schemy and and slimy people but you have to have some knowledge in that to to be a successful gym owner if your name isn't you know Angel gracie people are like oh yeah everybody knows the damn gracie like oh is this gracie jiu-jitsu you know how many times a month i hear that shit you know it, it's it's something that you have to to be good at is it, sales so you know, our old instructor, our old boss, he would hand us, you know, sales books, read this book, get, you know, what if somebody says, I don't have time? Like, you have time, man. I know what you're doing, you know, after work. Like, everybody's got time. It's like, what do you do on. in your spare time, Evan? Yeah. Yeah. yeah what's that, Evan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, then, I think it's great um, because I almost feel as if like, that. So two things. Number one, I feel like you should change the word business. You know, I own a business to I own a service business. I think most people, not just in jujitsu, but I think in most business, they forget that they're in the service business. You well, know? well that, that, it's funny that you bring that up because, you know, some people, there's so much ego in Brazilian jujitsu that people don't think like that. No, they, really? They, you know, they, they, it's like, uh, you know. Oh, you're coming to me like I want you to do this. Like they expect this undying loyalty, and they don't get, and, and they'll treat you like shit, and they'll haze you, and like people don't want. That. Yeah, and then uh, I just want to go back to like, and then the second point that I was trying to make is just, you know, jujitsu could only be done with another human being, and then unfortunately, right now, yeah, yeah. well, unfortunately, yeah. right now. But what going back to what you said, you know, people trying to be you know, super fancy and try to automate things and become super impersonal. It's like, you know, jujitsu can only be done with, with another, another human. And now you're going to replace that human contact with a robot or that, a computer. That makes absolutely no sense. It, that's a, that's such a great point because one thing for sure that jujitsu teaches us a lesson off the mat is how to interact with people. Hmm. Yeah. You know, being, I, I learned how to be a good, a better partner, whether it's a family member or a significant other, like, you know, and I use this analogy all the time, like, if you're drilling with somebody, if you're a bad partner, if you're a bad drilling partner, nobody's going to want to work with you later on. And it's just like being in a relationship with, a, a, you know, a significant other, like, 
I don't like going to the damn opera, but if my girl, you that's know, not I'll what be- I heard, bro. And I have, I have the pictures <laughs> to prove it. And I'm not even. I forgot joking. about Italy, man. We did, <laughs> I did go to an opera in Italy. I was like, what this point, Evan? Thank you for me out on that one. <laughs> I, I, did you go to a, did, did you go to an opera in Italy? I did. I did. I was like, oh, you know, I, I was so close. To, I was so close. Um, it was. It was great. It was actually a, a great introduction opera. It was like a yeah, a, yeah. A, I it, was, it was I was very young at the time, and I, you know, what I was saying was, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> I was I was a little bit older. I wanted to experience it. So when I travel, I, I like to get as much culture in as possible, and it's not something that I would do over here. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mark is know. a very interesting character because you know you can invite him to the bar. He said he'll show up, and then not show up. Uh, you know, you can invite him to a basketball game, and like I said, you know, he'll say he'll show up, and he doesn't show up. But if you watch his social media, he's always in an- another country. Yeah, if, if you invite me to another country, probably show up more often <laughs> than if you invite me to a bar. Shit, sure. Yeah. Can I just say one other thing about that Italy trip, which kind of ties into what you were talking about? Um, one of the things that really struck me about you was that. Every day you would call into your gym and you would be like, how many walk-ins did we get? Um, you know, how many follow-ups did you do? Like, you are on top of your guys, whether you're there or not. You're, you're monitoring, you know, the metrics that you've set. And, um, you know, a lot of people, I feel like, they, they teach their class, they walk out the door, and they're, they're done. You know, they're not on top of the business side, and you're definitely on top of your business. So Yeah, you know, and, and fortunately, I have, a, a great business partner who who I can count on, and I don't even have to check up on him, right? I, I never, and we always check up on each other, but I never have to. I know he has my best interest in mind because it's also his best interest, and and we're very like minded as far as business goes. We come from the same cloth, and uh, so I'm I'm actually very lucky to to have that, you know, that I get to travel and not have to worry about the business, even though I do. <laughs> so, would you recommend? I mean. I've had my share of business partners and, you know, they were not good. Um, so would you recommend somebody opening up a gym or an academy uh, having a business partner? It's, it's tough, man. That, that's a tough question. That, that's, uh, you, you better know the per- I wouldn't jump into something with somebody that I don't know. You know, I, I've, I've seen Steve's work. I've worked with him. You know, me and him were in were employed at another academy so i've seen what he did and i i I know i knew what he was about sometimes you know these people open up jujitsu gyms with training partners you know they don't know anything about their their worth ethic or you know when times get tough and you know they got to pull through like you you don't know these people so i i would that that's a tough question like i would I would recommend it so that you have that little bit of freedom. If you want to compete, you want to travel, you want to take those days off uh, to do, you know, your, your personal stuff. You, you should have a good training, uh, sorry, business partner because, you know, they have your best interest in mind. And if you don't have a good business partner, shit, man, you, you can be up shit streets, man. People steal and people, you know, don't want to put in the effort. And there's a, a million things if you don't have a, a, a good business partner that can come into play there, you know? And, yeah, and I'm and, sure you know. Yeah, I do know. And, you know, I was young and dumb, like I said. And it's interesting to me to see people jump into partnerships immediately. And, but 
in a relationship, they're so picky. You know what I mean? It's like they, yeah, no, they're not yeah, even yeah. willing to kiss many, uh, you know, a lot of frogs before, you know, they jump in. Yeah. The, the reason why people get excited, they're like, oh, my God, I want to do this. I, I want to do They get super excited over something. And then it's like, oh, man, you know, I, I rushed into it. I, I made a big mistake, as it, you know. Uh, and, and let me just say, it hasn't been a, you know, all sunshine and rainbows with, with Steve. Like, uh, you know, we at one point talked about splitting a few years back, you know, because we were having a rough go of our personal relationship. And we we did, but we worked it out. It, you know, having a business partner is, is like having a marriage. It, it, it's it really harder to is. actually, you know, separate from a business than a divorce. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That's what our lawyers and our accountants said when we first signed up. He was like, you guys are getting married. You know that. That's <laughs> more difficult to, to get, you know, to separate from this than it is a marriage. He goes, I just want to let you guys know that. Because we were young. We were, he was in his early 20s. I was in my mid-20s. And we were like 26, 27, whatever it is. And, uh, yeah, it was it was intense. And, and then we were like, oh, shit, you know. But we were friends at the time. Uh, so it was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, but then we, we hit that rough patch right around like six and a half, seven years and lasted for about a good year. And, you know, it was a balance, the, the balance of my personal relationships overflowing into my business relationship and his personal relationship. Uh, you guys remember Steve had a lot of uh, injuries for three years. He tore yeah. ACL. He came back after eight months of rehab and all this. Two weeks later, tore the opposite ACL Jesus. and then you know he came back from that eight months later and uh you know about four or five months later he had some uh herniated disc in his back from when he was younger those acted up he had to get back surgery so he did three major surgeries and he was a piece of shit to be around like <laughs> uh you know i did he was miserable he was mean he was always angry and i didn't understand it and you know and i apologized to him because i i was the first one to be like hey man i, I, I want this relationship to end and you know after he came back he changed and he was like yo man you did he he told me he's like i i wanted to kill myself sometimes i was depressed i, I was gaining weight i wasn't training i was not myself and I didn't understand, I, I didn't put myself in, in his shoes. And, and you know, my, my, my fault was, was to, to go ahead and react like that over what was happening, what he was doing. And I, I didn't think about his feelings. I didn't think about what he was going through. And I, I never even asked, like, hey, man, how you feeling? Like, I, I never thought about that and, and, and until, like, I seen him change once he started training again. He was like a different person. You know, and, and we got through it and I, and I, I apologized so many times to him. Like, yo, man, I, I just want to let you know, like, I'm sorry. I, I overreacted and, and you know, it, I should have been a little bit more sympathetic to you. Because I remember I got like, I had staff infection on my leg and I was out for 20 days and I wanted to kill myself after 20 days, <laughs> you know? And, and yeah. he was like, just imagine what I was going through. And, and sometimes you have to be sympathetic to other people and what they're going through. And, you know, people can change, like, Jiu-Jitsu makes you happy if you're not doing it because you, you you had a surgery. You can't even walk and you got to deal with a whole bunch of bullshit. Yeah. And, you know, and that's not just, you know, in business, that's in jujitsu training. 
uh, being empathetic with your training partner if they are dealing with injuries? How many times have you had an injury and you tell the, your training partner and they still go, they still go ham, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, so <laughs> that's why I, I don't even tell people that I'm injured. Exactly. Like, if I have an injury, you don't. You, you shouldn't even say it because, yeah. like, subconsciously they get for some reason they attack it for some reason. I don't. I just protect myself. I'll tap her always. But yeah, it, it, it's uh, and and going back to what we were saying before, you know, this could relate to a marriage. It could relate to a relationship. Like, you know, sometimes you don't know what the other person's going through. I, I know for me, I keep everything inside. Yeah. You, you know, it takes a lot yeah. for me to be like, oh, yeah, I had a bad day or I'm not feeling, you know, like myself. It takes a lot for me, you know. So you just got to sit back and, you know, that that's why I love jujitsu. You know, it teaches you to kind of do that sometimes. Like sit back. What, what's your training partner doing? What, why are they baiting me for something? Or, you know, are they trying to manipulate me into doing something? Or, or, or are they making a mistake? You know, it, it's like uh, – it's it's a good life lesson uh, on the mat for, for sure that you can take off the mat. Yeah, totally. Huh. I want to change gears uh, real quick uh, with you, Mark. And you know, you have a successful business, and you know, just like everyone, including myself, that is in the service industry. Um, you know, how has COVID affected your business? Well, for one thing. Uh, <laughs> We're shut down. <laughs> the government, you know, we're not we're not even allowed to operate. Uh, and like like we said before, we're in a, a very nice neighborhood in Brooklyn. Uh, Park Slope is one of the most. I think it's number two or three uh, most expensive neighborhoods in Brooklyn. So, you know, we're even more expensive than some parts of the city. And uh, which is ridiculous, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's it's like you know rent rent is high, and we lost a lot of students and. It's, is your is your landlord like a person or is it a corporation? Like no, it's a, it's a family. It's it's a they're a Greek family. They've uh they're in the neighborhood. They have a few buildings. Uh, they they've been really good to us. Uh, we we can't complain. But like, you know, if this goes on three four months, like I, I don't know what we're gonna do. It's 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 scary. It's mm. frustrating. It's it's nerve wracking all at the same time. This uncertainty of when we can reopen like it, it's it's definitely a scary time to to be a small business owner right now uh but you know it, it, it already a lot of small businesses have closed you know that they, they don't have the backup for four or five months like this uh permanently yeah yeah so a lot of business have closed permanently already like you know, what kinds of like bars, bars, restaurants? restaurants. Like we we see it, we see you know because we're on the the bid, the Fifth Avenue bid, which is the business improvement district. It's all the businesses that are in the neighborhood, and we kind of talk and and uh, you know set things up and and you know talk about the community and all the business owners and and a lot of them are like, hey, listen, we're sorry, we, we shut down, we couldn't handle this. Like it, it's it's sad. It's, it's really sad because small businesses are what make New York so amazing. You know, yeah. the, the restaurants, like the yeah. best food in the world is in New York City. I don't care what you can say. You can go to Japan. You want the best Japanese restaurants? Some of them are probably in New York. Mm -hmm. You know, you want the best, you know, Mexican restaurants? Don't go to Mexico. They're probably in New York because people come 
to New York to make better lives for themselves. And there's so much culture here. And, and just a lot of people are suffering, and it is very sad to see. But there is, I do want to say there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Because what's going to happen, in my opinion, is, you know, real estate is going to go down. There's going to be empty stores, and they're not going to be able to be like, oh, I'm going to charge you $15,000 a month. I'm not, they're not going to be able to get that money, so that'll bring back people, which is good. And even jujitsu gyms, you know, if, if you're listening and you're a jujitsu gym owner or a martial arts school owner, like, it, this could be the light at the end of the tunnel where you go, you can move next door. You're, if you're paying ten thousand dollars a month now, maybe you'll get it for six. And even though you lost a lot of students, you'll be making more profit because your rent is lower. Hmm. Yeah, you man, know, that, that that nut. That's a great way of thinking about it. Like, take advantage of the scenario that you're in, yeah, the cards that you're dealt, not you know work. You know. Yeah, because it could happen. And and I'm not I'm not folding my hand. I'm not giving up just because you put some chips on the table. You know. Uh, I, I, w- I want that money. I, I, I want to, I want to continue to do what I love and I'm not, I don't want to work a nine to five job. I don't want to work a city job. I, I want to continue doing this. I've met the most amazing people doing jujitsu and martial arts and traveling around the world and competing and the, just the highlights of my life have been, even though I'm not at the highest level, you know, every time I win a competition, like it's like, amazing to me you know where where i came from when i was smoking cigarettes and i was you know 260 pounds and i'm not that person anymore you know what's wrong with being 260 pounds bro uh, (laughs) can i tell another story yeah let me let me tell another story about so the whole point of the trip we were doing the european nogi championship right and uh evan signed up for Heavyweight, and we get there, and we are eating like animals. Three course <laughs> meals every single day: gelato and cappuccinos. And Evan, Evan had to call up the IBJJF, and he was like, "Hey, I traveled from New York. I'm not making weight. Can I go ultra heavy?" <laughs> he had to beg them, and they're like, "All right, no problem. That that's fine." Do you remember the guy who I fought? He was like seven foot two, a Turkish guy. Yeah. His yeah. name was like you fuck I suck, and I'm not even making that up. No, he's was, not. He's not. It was hysterical. <laughs> what is what was his name? You fuck I suck. I suck. <laughs> it was U F U Q K or something. I'm sure we're not saying it right, but that's yeah. what it looked like. So what happened? In the, what happened? Oh, what do you think happened? I got my ass kicked. <laughs> no, the truth is, I neither of these guys were were particularly good, but I just couldn't take them down, and they were they had like a hundred pounds on me. They so. were they were some big Eastern European guys. For sure. Oh man, they grow them big over there, man. Yeah, they Europeans, do, man. damn. Uh, yeah, they do. That's pretty funny. So you know, and there's, and I just want to go back to what you said. You know, like so. For for some people, they they may lose their gym, and um, it's, it's definitely a possibility if you haven't been saving for a rainy day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's gonna suck. You know, and and you you know, if you want to follow your passion, um, definitely you know, take Mark's advice. And there's nothing wrong with getting a job uh, for a temporary temporarily in order for you to be able to 
you know, go back to what your you your true passion is is to you know invest into a business and you know teach jujitsu if if you want. Um, yeah. So how has this affected you, you know, uh, mentally, uh, Mark? Because you know, there's a lot of people that are going through, you know, what's that? What's what's that disease that people are mental? mental challenge no no that's not mentally challenged depression <laughs> yeah like uh what is it called there's a specific in jiu-jitsu there was a word for it um the, the mental illness yeah mental illness people that have yeah. mental il- illness i'm sure that they're like going down that rabbit hole rapidly fast you know uh, for, for me you know i i not not only am i dealing with the business shutting down as you guys know since you you guys are my friends uh my my uncle passed away from uh the coronavirus uh so it's 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 been it's been tough it's been rough it, it's you know my cousin it was his father he he's not my blood relative uh but we were extremely close i lived with him for six months one time uh we traveled together he was he was like one of the boys he was like one of the guys he, he, you know, in the entertainment business, he did personal security. He would hire me all the time whenever he get high profile celebrities. Oh, I'm doing security for Drake tonight. You want to come? I've done, you know, Drake. It's the weekend. NBA players, NFL players. Like I, I've gotten to meet all these people through my uncle. And, you know, he, he goes into the hospital. Him, this is crazy, man. Like, him and his mom went into the hospital on the same day. And eight days later, they both died on the same day. So, you know, on top of all this other stress that I'm dealing with, I have to deal with that and being there for my cousin and being strong and, and mourning. And, you know, again, we have good days and bad days. I'm, I'm, I'm in quarantine with my cousin right now. Uh, and, you know, we're watching movies and we're, playing a lot of monopoly and 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 just doing things together trying to keep our mind you know off things and uh but but it's it's difficult not having that release you know i'm training i'm getting my workouts in one two three times a week maybe if that and it's it's difficult you know one thing that that i was doing i was drinking a lot and i'm not a drinker and i was like "Ah, i'm gonna have some whiskey every night and you know that's not a good thing because that's not something that I I did. And now I have a pretty high tolerance. You know, I'm like, oh, shit. You know, and I just I want to get back to my to my normal life and my regular schedule. And, you know, I, I don't even know what day it is. I don't know. I literally don't know what day of the week it is. I couldn't tell you right now what, what you know, what's today's date? The 22nd? I, yes. I don't even know. Yes. Yep. You know, it, it's 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 crazy. It's it's just it's just not something that I'm used to. I, I've been in my routine for 14 years, and going back to just uncertainty, it's like it takes a toll. Like you sit there and think at night, you can't sleep. Like, what am I gonna do if if it doesn't work out? Like, yeah, you know, uh, it, it's so scary and it's so nerve wracking. It, it's man, it. it it's hard. It's definitely hard. And, you know, if you're not, if you do have mental illness and and you're not strong mentally because of mental illness, like uh, I feel bad for those people who all people I'm sure have already taken their lives or, 
you know, have fallen into deep depression and, and it's, it's tough. And, you know, you got to remember we're, we're all in this together, you know, and for the most part, you know, uh, so it's, finding different ways to cope with, with it, talking to people. Uh, you know, my dad even called me. He was he, he, like, he, he was concerned with me. He's like, I'm, I'm worried about you. I'm like, yeah, man, don't worry about me. And, and Like I said before, it takes a lot for me to talk about my feelings and, and, and to open up. And uh, I had to, like, I don't want my dad worrying about me, man. He's an older guy. He's, like, 65 years old. He, he got his own problems. I, I don't need him to, to worry about me. So I'm trying to... I'm I'm trying to stay strong for my family. I'm trying to stay strong for myself. But you know, you you have those those inner battles every day. I know a lot of people are are doing it. And then you go online. There's a lot of negativity. <clears throat> oh my god, it's terrible. Like you know, you know, I've I've actually you know had to turn off like Facebook because it's it's from the politics to the COVID. It's just like pure negativity. So it's just yeah. Wow. You know what's so crazy though? Like you go on Facebook, you go on the uh, on TV, and you go, you can go to one news channel, and they'll be like, "Yeah, everything's improving. Trump is great. This and that. Uh, Trump is Trump is great." And then you go two channels over, and it's the opposite. We're yep. we're in trouble. Trump is a prick, and and you're like, <laughs> "What? What's going on?" Like you don't even know. We don't know the truth and i'm not a yeah. democrat i'm not a republican but like i'm smart enough to realize like we don't really know the truth guys like come on and i don't want to get into conspiracy theories but like you can tell just by watching you know watch fox and then watch cnn you know they're just it'll be the same story with different spins like they can literally tell you whatever they want it's so crazy yeah well I think I think there are a lot of uh, companies that are just viewing this as a, as an opportunity in anything like whatever you like you said about playing the hand you're dealt. Like I was just driving to the supermarket today, and everything was like, um, you know, come down to uh, the sports store and donate your goggles to first responders, or like. It was just one thing after the other, and there were billboards like "Rest in Peace, This People." Like, I don't think they're doing it in altruistic ways. I think they're capitalizing on the feeling of the country at the oh. moment. Yeah, and and if you you're know, doing that, you and if you are one of these companies that are doing that, you should be shaming yourself, and you can go fuck yourself. That's true. Yes, I, I'm 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 totally with that. But you know, there there are people that are making money off it. Oh, absolutely. I think um, I know. I mean, I love Amazon, but I think Jeff Bezos is like making a killing now. You know what I mean? Uh, they they said that he got back all the money that he lost in his divorce. I mean, I, I don't think he wants this to stop. He's making a killing. Yeah, but but, um, but there are the little people like you, the small business owners. So Evan, you're the CPA, and you know, you kind of have a sense of of this. I think. <laughs> Speak to your own financial advisor, guys. But what can small business owners do right now as far as like asking, you know, the government for money? Um, as far as like, I think there's like um, that teeth, the loan program that the government had, but it's pretty much run out of money. And from what I've heard that. <laughs> yeah, that's so ratchet. <laughs> that the banks, the banks were basically given the money to loan out and they 
like anyone could apply with a certain, I think it was like 20 employees was the cutoff and they pretty much distributed the money to their best customers. Um, there were no guidelines given as to how they were to distribute the money. So like, for example, like Ruth Chris got $40 million and, you know, uh, the local restaurant, you know, with 30 employees is not going to get any. Yeah, which is fucked up because, you know, I was reading the, the article about Ruth Chris and they were like $320 million in profit. They don't even need the money, you know? And they, yeah. Those are the businesses that are getting it. And it's like, man, they're not a small business. They, they're, they're, they're a chain, uh, you know, uh, uh, around the world. And yeah, they're doing pretty well. Three hundred twenty million sounds like a lot of money and profit. The problem is that no one knows really how long this is going to last or what's going to be on the other side of this hill. So everyone is just grabbing for whatever they can. Um, I know a lot of companies that have have lines of credit that have just drawn on those lines of credit just to have cash, just in case. Yeah, because when credit markets kind of freeze, which is what happens in in two thousand nine. And you can't get money, you can't get access to the, you know, liquidity or capital. That's when businesses start to fail. Well, so, it's happening. It's happening now. The, right. You right. know, to take a mortgage out on a house that you already paid off, they make it. They're making you jump through hoops. Mm -hmm. You know, it's they're not making it easy. So it's a, it's a it's definitely a scary time to to be in business right now. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of uncertainty for sure. Yep. I, I feel for those people because we know a couple of people that open up their, they just recently opened up their, their academies, you know, and now they're kind of just stuck doing nothing. Yeah, there, there was a, there's a guy uh, down the block from me who opened up an academy, a Henzo guy, mm -hmm. and he's only been open for like two months or three months before this all went down. And, you know, on top of that, he wasn't really doing very well because uh, I, I'm going to say location, location, location. He, he wasn't in a good location. He opened up next to two already established jujitsu gyms. And like, I could only imagine what that guy's going through. Mm. Yeah. You know, he probably didn't have 25 students. You know, I, I had, you know, I, we had 230 something students, but we were all, we're, we're all right. And, you know, even to this day, some of our students are telling us, Hey, you keep charging us. We're in this together. Uh, you know, we had plenty of people who quit, canceled, moved away, and, and no hard feelings with them. But, like, we have a community that's, like, trying to help us. and But we don't know how long. Like, that, that number is dropping every single day. They're like, ah, lost my job today. You know, oh, moving back to Ohio, where, wherever they're, they're from. So we don't know how long that's going to go on for. And, and it's it's scary. It is scary to be in business right now, you know. Oh. It's scary to be yeah, in business, like you know, without the COVID thing, you know, and now this def definitely doesn't help. That's, that's the truth. Yeah, that's the truth. And like you said about that guy with the 25 students or less, like he was probably had trouble making his rent month to month and his landlord's not going to cut him any slack. Like, you know, he misses a few months of payments and he'll be, you know, evicted. Yeah. You know, when... when Right now, they can't evict anybody, but when everything opens up again, I'm sure that he's going to have to shut down or whatever. And you know, it's it's a shame. It's it's, it's a shame because mm. you know we we say it all the time. Like having another jujitsu school, a lot of people get mad when a jujitsu school opens up next to them. 
it's not a bad thing to have competition. You well, know, well yeah, number one, it, it, it <laughs> friendly competition or just competition itself, you know, just keeps you on your toes. But it also yeah, like, shows that, that the market is ready for more of this business. Yeah, and, but also it makes you have to do better. You know, I, I have to, you know what? I, you opened up down the block. Why, do you, why are these students going to come to me instead of you? I have to up my game. I have to bite the bullet. I have to provide more. I have to do more. Competition is, is, is good. You, you look at, uh, I'll give you an example, uh, Home Depot. You know, you find any Home Depot, you know what store you can find next to a Home Depot? Lowe's. Lowe's, right next to each other. How? How? Because competition, like, I, oh, I like this place better. I like this place better. This place is more. Like, you need competition in order yeah. to stay in business because then you become a little bit, you know, if I'm the only jujitsu school in the area, I can become like a jerk off. And people yeah. will be like, oh, I have to go here. It's my only option. Now it makes the place better. Like, why do you want to come to my school? Why? Well, this is why. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I do special events for the community. Like it makes your business better, actually. So when people open up in the gym, a, a new gym around us, we don't get mad. We're like, okay, they're doing this. All right, we got to up our game, and we've done that a few times with with gyms coming into our neighborhood. Yep, you you see it a lot with with restaurants, especially in like small towns. Like that's why they suck because it's like, hey, we're the only Chinese food restaurant in the neighborhood. We, if you don't can suck, no. Yeah, if you don't like it, have to go it. to us. Yeah, right. But what I like of what you're saying is it, it that doesn't just apply to business. You know, I mean that's jujitsu, right? It's like if you want to be you because you, you have a winner's mindset. It's like you know, bring it. You know, what's that saying? It's like iron sharpens steel or something. Steel is sharpens iron steel. Sharpens iron. Yeah, yeah, I, something. Yeah, I obviously don't use those <laughs> those <laughs> sayings, but. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you have a winner's mindset. And, and yeah, you're right. Uh, competition is, is, is good, you know, in, instead of being perceived as, as bad. So, Mark. Well, people, people get nervous, you know, and that's why the whole, uh, in jiu-jitsu, they have that prehonchi. Like, oh, don't leave. Don't go visit another academy, you know. Uh, don't go visit. You're not allowed to visit another academy because they're afraid that you are going to leave them for somebody else you know it's like a jealous boyfriend or a jealous <laughs> girlfriend you know <laughs> it's like you you can't talk it like you have and the, and it sometimes that can drive you away you know mm. like oh man this this person's a little bit too controlled and a little too jealous i don't i don't even want to be here i'm getting bad vibes you know so it's like go go out like you know i'm so confident like we allow our students to train wherever. Go, go experience some places. And we have students come back like, ah, oh, I didn't like this about the academy. I didn't like this. Uh, this was really nice. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind having this in the academy. And, and like, you know, we take those things into consideration and we make our our place better. You know, I, I, I competition is always good. And even in com- jujitsu competition, like you have to get better. You yep. have to get up and train because that other guy wants that gold medal just as bad as you. What are they doing in order to get that medal? They're working out more. They're doing an extra class. They're drilling more. They're, you know, so competition makes us better. That That's the shit sure. Yeah, man. Yep. Oh, man. So 
there's a lot to be said. Um, so any uh, advice that you can give other, you know, business owners at this at this moment? Uh, moving you know, forward, I should say. Moving forward. You know, from um, this COVID thing, you know. I, I like to, to be a little bit more on the positive side. And I, I do want to say, even if you have to shut down, there's going to be opportunities in the future. In the next three, four months, rents are going to be lower. You, you, you've done it before. If you, if you shut down your business, right, and you have to reopen at a layer that you've done it before, you, you know you can do it. You know, I ha- I've had a successful business for nine months. If I have to shut down in three months, wait for this thing to be over and then have to reopen in five, six more months. I know I can do it. I've done it before. You know, I, I, I'm trying to keep that positive mindset. I'm going to be back and, oh. and, and we're going to be back. And the, the good thing, it's not just you. Everybody is going through it. Every jujitsu gym is going through it. Every restaurant is going through it. Every bar, like we're all going through it. We're, we're in this together. So the, the, the advice that I'm going to give is, you know, have that mindset that it, it, it could be done again. And, you know, you might have to shut down. You might. And, and it's not the end of the world because there, there's going to be, op- I, I think there's going to be more opportunities when this is all over uh, to succeed. I, I, I really do. And I, well, I hope so anyway. And, and maybe I'm naive, whatever, but uh, I, I, I truly believe that. I, I think everything's going to work out. It has to, right? It, it's like we're not going to be. This is not the zombie apocalypse, <laughs> you know. It, it, it's it's a flu-like disease. It's a, it's a little bit more, a lot more uh, contagious. But like we're we're, get, we're gonna get a handle on this. We're we're, we're gonna. I don't care. If you believe in God? Have faith. If you believe in science, the scientists will come through. Like we, we, we've we've done this. This is not the first plague that we've had. You know, we we've gotten through. We're gonna get through it. Life might change a little bit. Things might be a little bit different, but we're 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 going to be better for it. We're going to be stronger for it. I I I really truly believe that. Uh, uh, try to get all the government assistance that you can while it's out there, if you can. If not, then it it is what it is. I'm I'm not depending on anybody for for anything, uh, except for the the family that I've I've built, the the students, and you know if if I have to shut down you know, and then reopen two blocks away, three blocks away. I know they'll come back. I Like, like we said, we're in this together. I, I know mm-hmm. they'll come back. I'm not going to, the good thing is I'm not going to have to start from zero. If I take the sign off my building and put it on another building, people are going to be like, Hey, that's where they are. Let's go. Yep. Yep. Hey, were you, were you open during uh, hurricane Sandy and were you affected by it? Uh, we were not affected affected negatively no 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 we we uh we've shut down for a few days but nothing crazy nothing like this right right so i want to give you you guys my two cents on this whole COVID thing you know as far as owning a business so some of you are going to be like mark who's going to be very positive and you guys are going to be something there's going to be some people like me who actually have been through it losing everything and you know, on the flip side, I'm just going to let you know that it's going to fucking suck. You're going to lose your business. You're probably going to have to move back home with your parents. 
you're probably going to have to suck it up for a few months, yeah. get, a, get a shitty job in order for you to just get by. But I'm telling you this right now, you know, from someone that's actually been through this, because I did lose everything in the recession of 2008, it does get better. You know, slowly but surely, it does get better. And if you keep following your passion, your, your dreams, and, you know, you stick with training, you know, definitely have training in there, whether it's jujitsu, mixed martial arts, judo, whatever, whatever you're passionate about, but have a physical outlet to get all that energy out. Because if you leave it up to your mind, you're probably going to go insane, which yeah. I did. I'm, I'm, you know, bro, I'm, I, like I said, I had good days, bad days. I'm losing my mind a little bit sometimes. And I'm like, Whew. And by the way, I'm never going to move back in with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> never moving back in with my it's, parents. Yo, that, yo, that was like, that sucked. Man. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I can just <laughs> imagine. My, my parents wanted me to move in. Uh, when this first started, they're like, come quarantine with us. I was like, absolutely not. No man, ev everything that they said se seemed like a judgment that came when I was like a teenager, when I was like <laughs> just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and it just like every little thing like just got on my nerves and just like I was trying to stay out all day long, you know, it's just so I could avoid them. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I had to do, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure dating was hard, man. Oh man, I couldn't even imagine. No, actually dating was great. Was it really? <laughs> Where do you live with my parents? It's great. Yeah, pretty much. You know, like I yo, listen, I was just straight up, you know. So so some people like like to pretend and, and hide and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, I was like, yo, I was straight. I was like, yo, I'm broke. <laughs> I have no money. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Hey. I had I had these girls paying for me and you know, like Hey, you know. sugar, sugar mamas, man. Whatever. <laughs> nah, that, that's what's called uh do we call that the recession uh <laughs> mama. That's <laughs> Yeah. So, um, you know, just keep the faith, you guys. Evan, you want to, you have anything to say around this topic? Um, I mean, I've been laid off twice. Nothing like what you're going through, Mark, but, um, you know, I was out of work in 2009 for a year and I'll just say that both those, both those layoffs were like, it was rough, but they, they led to bigger and better things. So just uh, keep the faith. Uh, you know, my fiance is out of work right now. And, um, you know, she gets down and just uh, what I tell her is to just kind of try and stay on a schedule. Like, don't, don't do things that are going to feed the depression. Like, you know, take a shower, brush your teeth, get up at a certain time, go to sleep at a certain time. Uh, don't sit in the dark, eat like basic things that you can do just to, uh, you know, it's not going to make things better. Less whiskey. It won't Are you telling you... me less whiskey, Evan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not going to make things better, but it, it can help. And, you know, just, just try and keep a positive mental attitude. That's all I can say. Yeah, sure, definitely. Man, you know, a lot, a lot of good messages and a lot of uh, positivity. I, I like to stay around positive people. Uh, you know, misery loves company. Yep. So I, I try to stay away from, from that. And, you know, I, I got a, the one thing about my family, I got a great support team in, in my family, my parents, my brother, my sister, uh, my cousins. Uh, so I try to stay around anybody who's positive and, and, you know, I'm not picking up the calls from the negative people right now. Cause, uh, I, I don't want to hear it. Yep. And, you know, I, I got to stay positive 
and it, it's it's super important to be moving forward, you know. And and I'm I'm thinking about all the good things that are going to happen. I'm looking to get back to traveling in in a few months, hopefully. Uh, hopefully by the end of the year, I always take my uh, my vacation Christmas day. I I take a flight somewhere and I come back sometime in January, maybe February. I you know that that's how good life was. I was taking one month vacations and I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. I'm already picking the place that I wanna I wanna go travel to. Yeah, uh, man, I'm, if- I'm I'm looking forward to like you know just I, I'm serious about like you know because. We, uh, all of us were talking about, you know, a, an island vacation, like somewhere like, yo, like, you know, I want to, I want to hang out with my boys, but I don't want to be the freaking bar, you know, <laughs> catching yeah, up I, with you I'm, guys. No, I want to I be out and about, you know, being on like, an island. <laughs> like, we, like you guys mentioned before, you know, you invite me to a bar. I'm going to say I'm coming. I might not even show up, but if you invite me to an island, I'm probably going to be there, man. Yeah, man. So, um, yeah, definitely. That's great advice, you know. So for for those of you, definitely, you know, unplug those negative uh, people. You know, get it out of your system. You know, get them get them out of your life. You know, the negative people. Number one, number two. You know, limit your social media uh, usage. You know, because it's it's all doom and gloom from the news to social media. Unless it's TikTok, I've been enjoying a lot of TikTok recently. I, you know, I don't have TikTok, <laughs> but I've been seeing a lot of shit. Oh, so it's I'll, it's I'll, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're not sponsored by TikTok, but I. I just wanted to let you guys know. <laughs> um, so I, I just want to leave you guys with this. Um, and then these guys could could say whatever they want after. It's like, you know, all right. So we're it, the, the plane is crashing. The plane is going down, you guys. You're in it. You know, it is what it is. So what do they tell you when the plane is going down? They tell you to put your mask on first. You have to take care of yourself first before you could take care of others. So that's my uh, advice for you guys around this. Uh, any last words, you guys? Uh, I, I just want to say thank you for, for having me on. And uh, hopefully next time, uh, hopefully you invite me back. I hope it was good. And I, I, I hope uh, it was a master class. It was a master class on fantastic. business. Yeah. I hope uh, some people get something out of this and, uh, I hope that we get to do it again after this is all over so we can recap and, and, and be in person and, and cheers and, and have some drinks together. Uh, that would be great, man. But I, I just want to say thank you, Evan and, and Ro. I, I'm looking at, I traveled with both of you uh, and I'm looking, I, I'm looking forward to traveling with you guys again. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Sometime soon. All right. So today was very, uh, it was real talk today, guys. Uh, and that's just what it is. You know, this is the state of the, you know, situation of the world, and um, we're going to talk about it. All right, you guys. So uh, anything else, Evan? No, I'm good. All right. So you guys can catch us on um, on Instagram at Ratchet Dojo, R-A-T-C-H-E-T-D-O-J-O. Mark, do you have an Instagram that you want to give people so they can find out a little bit more about you? Sure. I'm uh, Adami BJJ. That's uh, A-D-A-M-I on where I don't even know where my underscore is. Adami underscore BJJ. A D A M I BJJ. And then you could also catch him at Park Slope Jiu Jitsu uh, in, in Park Slope, uh, Brooklyn. Uh, you have a website? Yeah, if you're, if you're in the neighborhood of Brooklyn, you want to come train, it's PSABJJ.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a, a great schedule daytime, nighttime classes. 
so if you want to come through and roll, you're, you're more than welcome to. Every, everybody's welcome. We're also uh, an affiliate of the BJJ Globetrotters, uh, which is a, a traveling Brazilian jiu-jitsu organization. They just made news through the IBJJF recently. Uh, so we accept visitors all the time. And uh, so if you want to come through and train, we'd love to have you. Great, great. And Evan, where can, where can, where can people find you? Uh, this week's too serious. I'm not going to do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it was like a... Uh, because I'm Jewish, it's Instagram. Got it. <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're too funny. <laughs> All right, big boy. Uh, Mark, thanks for being here. <laughs> Everyone else, um, you know, um, keep your head up, you guys. We'll be get through safe, this. Be healthy, and we'll see everybody soon. I'll, 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 I'll be in the group chat with you guys. Good talk, guys. All right, thanks. All right, thanks. Peace, you guys.